The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The following sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Time now for Eat Right with Laura. Here's Dr. Laura Rocco's. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rocco's, and I'm the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. Um, so today's show is going to be a continuation of a topic that we covered um, earlier in the year. I think maybe in like September. It was sports nutrition. So I really wanted to re-emphasize the do's and don'ts of sports nutrition um, because I teach um, college students, and a lot of them are um, sports and fitness majors, uh, you know, they're planning to be physical trainers. I spend a lot of time talking about what athletes really need to sustain themselves. So I thought today I would continue that topic and re-emphasize some of the comments that I'd made earlier in the year, but tonight we're going to have a very special guest. Um, I have invited Teresa Lip Gleason uh, to join me on the show tonight. So uh, Terry is um, one of my children's teachers, and I owe her a grit of debt gratitude. She used to be a gym teacher, and she is the person that um, got my son to take an interest in running. Um, not that not his parents, who are marathon runners. Uh, that didn't really encourage him to run, but um, Miss Lip was the person that said, hey, we're going to do something really cool. We're going to start, start a track team, and you're all invited to join me. And, you know, it helps that she's young and cute so um you know and my son does does tend to follow the cute girl so i think he just took up the torch and um she taught him a lot and she gave him the you know the love of exercise so um she like me uh like me she reinvented herself so i used to be a pharmacologist now i'm a nutritionist and miss lip used to be a gym teacher a physical um fitness instructor and now she is a she reinvented herself as a a group and personal fitness instructor and she does a lot of really fun things to get people to come out of their shell and really like to exercise so um first i'm going to spend maybe the next five or ten minutes probably ten minutes just re-emphasizing some of the important nutrition facts that i've discussed earlier on in the show and then we're going to get terry on and we're going to pick her brain so if you are an athlete all right or a sports enthusiast please call in tonight the call-in number is 973-267-WMTR that's 973-267-9687 and you're more than welcome to ask me a question or ask terry a question all right so i'm just going to get started i'm just going to dive into where i want to begin and i always like to begin with hydration um hydration is pretty obvious everyone knows that all athletes need to be fully hydrated you should be drinking water before during and after your activity you know if you're dehydrated that is going to be a a game killer Um, you're not going to have an effective race if you're dehydrated Um, however athletes are pretty savvy bunch and they know not to be dehydrated Um, they drink plenty of water reminds me to take a sip but i think that too many athletes especially on novices um, ignore the importance of electrolytes electrolytes like sodium and potassium and i just want to remind you that if you're sweating a lot all that drinking of water all that's really going to do is dilute your electrolytes and throw them off so i definitely encourage athletes to uh, drink um, electrolyte drinks um, 
you know, if you're young, I mean, I'm not a really big fan of Gatorade, but that will work in a pinch. So I'm not going to poo-poo that. I don't really poo-poo anything on my show, right? Um, but if you come to Eagle Rock Nutrition, if you go to the, the website, eaglerock.com, E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com, um, you can contact me and I can hook you up with a very specific electrolyte drink that's good for you. So I have all different kinds depending on who you are, your age, your athleticism, what, where I think your electrolytes need to be, and we'll get those pulled together. Because if you're sweating a lot and you're drinking too much water, you're going to dilute your sodium, believe it or not. So you're going to throw off the sodium and you'll have, you know, you will experience something called hypo, hyponatremia, all right, which will not very pleasant, some symptoms, you know, bloating, puffiness, confusion, headache, vomiting. And I've seen this happening on, you know, an unexpectedly hot day. I see the kids not crossing the finish line, falling down before the finish line. It's not because they're dehydrated per se. It's because their electrolytes off are off. Um, but it actually does mean that they're dehydrated. What happens is when your electrolytes are off, when the sodium and the potassium are not balanced, what happens is the water is going to come out of the cell so that it can make sure that either the potassium or the sodium are the right concentration and your cells will become dehydrated whether you're drinking water or not because your cells will shrink because you're forcing the water out of them so that it can make the concentration of your electrolytes, uh, it can correct the concentrations of your electrolytes. So my first number one um, word of advice for for uh, athletes is to make sure that you're not throwing your electrolytes off. Um, the next couple of things is at my last show, I talked about how our bodies utilize carbohydrates for energy. I'm not going to revisit that entire conversation. I'm just going to tell you that if you are an athlete, um, there there is a time and place for high-protein, high-fat diets. But when you're just entering the world of athlete, athletics, you need to understand the importance of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates will serve as the main source of fuel because you will break them down to make glucose and glucose really is the only sugar that your body recognizes as a form of energy so you want to have you know of your total number of car of carbohydrates that you consume in a day you want 45 to 65 percent of them to come from carbs um so and if you have if you have a fitbit um, you can track your diet. I used to have uh, something called a uh, up. I used to wear this other thing that I liked because I could really track my calories and my diet. So if you have a fitness tracker, you definitely use that tracker to track your meals as well. And I want to remind you that your carbs do not have to be unique, sexy, or complicated um, for breakfast it could be simply shredded wheat a banana whole wheat toast oatmeal i'm really into my oats lunch it could be a low-fat greek yogurt you know some grapes um some some lentil soup lentils um I want to, I want you to, to manage your fiber though. So all the good carbs are very high in fiber. So I just want to remind you that, you know, fiber takes a lot of energy to digest, which is really, really good. I want you to have fiber, but just manage the fiber content of what you're eating before you go to run in your meat or play your game. Um, cause the fiber is going to steal some of that energy to digest that those carbs away from the energy that you'll need for your meat or what have you. Uh, so for dinner, doesn't need to be complicated again. It could be a brown rice pasta or a whole wheat pasta, some really good vegetables, love uh, sweet potatoes, um, wild rice, which I actually read the other day is uh, like quinoa is a seed, is a grass seed, right, which is probably why it's good for you. 
All right, and snacks can be, you know, um, not averse to protein bars, um, a little bit of popcorn, some, uh, you know, an oatmeal raisin cookie. But just make sure you have some carbs before you go to work out. You want to replenish your glycogen stores. Glycogen is what you store in your liver as a storage form of energy glucose. That's where the glucose is stored in your liver in the form of glycogen. All right. Uh, so when, so fats. All right. It's really important to have fat in your diet, healthy fat, but certainly not before you go to exercise. All right. So like pizza is probably the worst thing that you could eat before you go to exercise. All right. If you have fat in your stomach, you know, before you go to do whatever it is you're going to do, Right, your body is going, you know, is going to rob your energy in order to digest that fat. So fat takes a lot of energy to digest, and you will have less energy uh, that will be dedicated to your workout. However, you know, when you are ready to have healthy fat in your diet, you know, after your workout, out or at dinner time, you know, I want you to have more healthy fats that come from healthy oils. So I want you to have more omega-3, less omega-6. So more omega-3 that comes from, you know, flaxseed and, um, and fish like anchovies and sardines. If you're taking a supplement, that's where the omega-3 comes from, sardines and anchovies. More salmon. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian, you could get your omega-3s from a supplement that's made from algae. Algae is what the fish eat so that they can make the omega-3. All right. I want you to have, but a little less of, you know, oils such as corn oil, you know, soybean oil, sesame oil. Uh, so you don't need as much as, of those kinds of oils because those are the oils that we use to produce a lot of the foods that you purchase in supermarkets. All right. So just word of advice, I want, you know, 20 to 35% of your calories to come from fat, all right? But I want you to keep saturated fat below 10% of your total calories. If you have a nice fitness tracker, it will tell you this. It will tell you how many calories are coming from fat, and I want you to focus on healthy fat, not the kind of fat that's found in in, in meat, Um just pull back on that, okay? Uh, the meat has saturated fat, not polyunsaturated fat. So other really good sources of fat are nuts. You know, can't say enough good things about nuts and seeds. And, um, you know, maybe even a little uh, yogurt. I'm not uh, averse to recommending some yogurt. All right, so... Keep the fat in your diet after you're done working out. And this is what I want to say about protein before we, we uh, connect with Terry, who's on the line. All right, so protein is not really used to make energy. Protein is used to build muscle. And you want to build muscle so that you're more metabolically fit. The more muscle you have, the more calories you will burn when you're at rest. So when you're sitting around watching TV, you'll be, um, you know, a fat-burning machine when you're more muscular. All right? So if you want to build muscle more effectively, you want to consume protein after you're done working out. You want to have some protein within about two hours of your workout. And I understand that you don't want to eat as soon as you're done. That's the last time you want to be eating. You don't want to be eating right after a workout. But you have up until two hours to consume some protein, which will facilitate muscle development after a workout. And what kind of a workout should that be? It should be a weight-bearing workout. So a kind of a workout where either you're using your body weight to build muscle or you're using weights or a circuit to build muscle. All right. And your body will build those muscles for up to two days after your workout. All right. So what kinds of protein should you be eating? Um, you can get protein from vegan or vegetarian sources like uh, legumes. You can also get it uh, from, you know, anim any animal product, also from eggs, uh, chocolate milk. Uh, I know a lot of the kids on the track team drink a lot of chocolate milk. Um, just take it easy on the choc chocolate milk. Um, I said legumes. Uh, one of my preferred legumes are soybeans. 
Soybeans are a complete protein. They have all your essential amino acids just like an animal protein. So when you're a vegetarian, when you're focusing on, you know, maybe chocolate, soy milk is a good choice uh, to get all your aminos, amino acids so that you can build nice muscle. All right, and how much protein do I recommend that you can consume? All right, I want your protein intake to be somewhere between 10% and 30% of your total calories. All right, and notice that protein recommendations are a lot lower than carbohydrates and even fat because, like I said, we don't typically use protein to make energy. If you are using protein to make ATP energy, Right, it probably means that you're malnourished. Right, so that's why you don't need as much. So 10% to 30% of your calories can come from protein. All right, so um, um, about 15 minutes into the show, so I'm now gonna um, connect with Terry and see what she has to say. All right, so I'm gonna have her introduce herself first. So, hey, Terry, how are ya? Hey, good. How are you? Really great. So, Terry, I kind of gave my listeners just like a little taste of who you are. So, I'm not really sure like everything that you do. So, why don't you just tell my listeners like what exactly you're doing with yourself these days and certainly call out any um, events or workshops that you're hosting so that maybe they can join you. All right. How many hours do you have? We have <laughs> you have almost 45 minutes. <laughs> I'll see if I can get it all done there. Um, no, I, so, I mean, I, I started out as a phys ed teacher. Like, you know, I, I taught your son, and um, I got into a, a more of adult fitness, and I kind of just really liked um, kind of doing my own thing and being able to move around a little bit more. So um, so I, I do um, group fitness um, exercises or group classes, um, mostly outdoors. I work at a couple of rec centers here and there, um, which obviously is, is indoors. But on my own, I, I try to be as outside as much as possible. So I think it's just uh, really adds to workouts, just being in nature and, and just being outside all year round, um, which uh, brings us to pretty much uh, getting into the colder months. So I kind of um, thought of fun events to kind of keep things, uh, you know, not so um, cold. So how <laughs> so can have, how can uh, people join your events? So, um I have, let's see, it, it, there's really no formal registration. It's really just talking to me. I usually add you to like a text list that I have that goes out. Um, we uh, we have class on a regular basis at least twice um, a week, and then there's just kind of pop-up classes every now and then. So, so can um, they find you? Do you have a website where they can find you so that they can I share do. their their number? Yeah, um, it's exerciseoutsidethebox.com. Ex- um, so oh, cool. Exercise Outside the Box. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Exactly. So really everything I do, I try to just make exercise outside the box. So not the typical, you know, going to the gym and all that good stuff, which is is obviously really important for some people. Um, But I like to kind of do things outside the box and just kind of more for fun. Um, So that's my website. It has pretty much everything that I do on there. And then just coming up, I have on on, on actually this coming Saturday, um, something called a Jingle Bell Jog. So it's not a a typical 5K. However, it's um, at Nomahegan Park in Cranford. And I've kind of um, claimed the uh, small loop around the lake, which is about a quarter mile. And it's really just for a half hour. Everybody jogs, walks, runs, whatever you want to do. And every lap you get a jingle bell. Um, so for the past couple of days, I've been putting together jingle bells with my husband. So <laughs> all the hard work will come to uh, good use on, on Saturday. Wow, that sounds like a boatload of fun. Um, what did I want to say? <laughs> you know what? So this is really interesting. Like people are probably thinking like, um, well, where does the nutrition connection come in? And I just wanted to share mm-hmm. this story about you. Um, so yep. everybody knows that I teach nutrition. And my very, yep. very first semester, the very first time I, I taught my first college class, I uh, made my first exam, my test, and I thought, gee, I don't even know if this is hard or not. So let me give it to to Gerard, my son, and see how he does. <laughs> All right, so I gave him the test, and this was after I had already collected the tests. So I gave him the test to see how he would do, and he did better than the class average. And what was he in, like, seventh <laughs> grade? So yeah, I, yeah. So I'm like, Gerard, how did you learn all this stuff? How did you know these answers? And he said, well, Miss Lip taught me. Um, she taught me everything that was on your test. So, he was a very good student, yes. Yeah, so how did you learn about sports nutrition? Um, honestly, I remember it was one of the biggest things my mom would always complain about. These coaches, they really got to teach their kids about nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. Um, I really didn't, and there's nothing against my coaches or anything. I had fantastic coaches, but it was never part of 
anything I did when I was younger, like actually on sports teams. It really was just me learning, you know, whether it was my college classes, because that teacher, we took a few nutrition classes, and then just kind of figuring it out. Like, why do I feel so crappy? Hmm, let me figure out what I'm eating that's um, making me feel this way, and then kind of, you know, just kind of my own, um, you know, want to feel better. I kind of just, you know, dug deeper a little bit what I should be eating. And, uh, you know, then meeting people like you and just asking questions, you know, it kind of all came together a little bit better. So um, tell, I, tell us know. some of the dietary changes that you feel like that you made, mm-hmm. that you implemented, that made you a better athlete. Um, funny enough, and I don't know, what, I mean, you might be able to kind of dig a little bit deeper in this, but I, I started, uh, I'm a vegetarian. So, you know, I would, you would think most people are like, no, you need protein, and you know, you, you, if you're active, you really, and it's really not hard to get protein, at least for me, um, outside of meat. Um, so that's one thing I changed, I think, just to be healthier, because the meat I would eat, I don't know what the quality was and that kind of a thing. So, you know, not that um, eating meat is bad, but just the, maybe the types I was eating wasn't so, so great. Did you give um, up all really, animal products or just like, you know, uh, just, just, just meat. So, you know, I still eat eggs and, um, you know, other, like, you know, um, like cheese and stuff like that I'll still do. Um, but mostly just uh, cutting out the actual meat. And um, I really, um, whole grains have been, like, you know, oatmeal and, um, you know, throw some chia seeds in my oatmeal and um, kind of really um, focusing on the whole grains, too, I think really helped. Um, I've never been a sugar person, so I really can't say that, it was, you know, I cut out sugar because I never really, I'm not really a, a sweet tooth person to begin with. Um so, yeah, I think a lot, just a lot more whole grains really kind of helped. Yeah, yeah. So I guess for my listeners, I'll just let everybody know that I am uh, doing a post-Thanksgiving detox myself personally. Mm-hmm. So no sugar, yeah. no sugar, yeah. no coffee, no coffee, no um, <laughs> no, caf- no caffeine, right? When I, there is there's some caffeine in the, in the protein shake that I drink, but there's no coffee and no alcohol. Mm-hmm. No and no gluten. Yeah. So your whole grains, do you uh with gluten or without gluten? You know what? Probably with because I I don't really go um the extra mile to like kind of worry about what I'm what I'm eating. I don't think it ever really Yeah, you know, there is no a priori reason why you shouldn't be able to digest gluten. Gluten is just a protein. Your body has tons of proteases that should break it down, except that um, with the with the advent of processed foods, the way we sell processed foods today, we add gluten to almost everything because gluten is what makes baked goods light and fluffy. So like Mm -hmm. uh, you're like, you you know, you're you're Polish, right? You're Polish, right? Um, Yeah, so like rye bread, like rye bread today is not anything near what your parents used to eat. Rye bread should be dense and hard, but we add gluten to the rye bread now to make it light and fluffy. So basically what you're getting is white bread with a little bit of rye flour thrown in there, right? So basically... (laughs) we don't know, right? Right, we've Um, basically overdosed on gluten, and that's caused some inflammation. So uh, uh, as a pharmacologist and food scientist, if anybody feels like they have an issue, with gluten, uh, they can come see me and we can flesh it out, yeah. right? But um, yeah. yeah, so I didn't know that you were a um, a, uh, a partial, uh, you know, an ovo lacto vegetarian. Didn't yeah, yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I just tried it last year and it kind of stuck. And I said, you know, why why not? Um, more for like I'm thinking like animal rights reasons and things like that. That's kind of what started it. And now I'm just like, hey, you know, I don't I don't feel bad without it. And I, interestingly enough, have great energy if not a little bit more because I think I'm not eating like you know fried chicken anymore I'm not eating like the the meat that I kind of normally the cold cuts the stuff that I normally would go to oh yuck Um, (laughs) yeah exactly so I think I just feel better by you know getting that out of there you know not knowingly I didn't do it on purpose because of that but it kind of you know in a second-hand way kind of really helps me kind of feel better. Yeah, and, I, you know, the only thing yeah. that, I, you know, I like to remind my patients and people that want to be a little bit more vegetarian is that mm-hmm. it means, you know, being a vegetarian means eating vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. And you actually can yeah. get all your protein. I mean, not every vegetable has all your amino acids. So soy is complete, is a complete protein, mm-hmm. uh, but you can still get all your amino acids, but you need to eat a variety of vegetables every day 
You know, too many mm-hmm. times kids wake up and say, I don't want to eat meat anymore, and they end up eating pretzels all day mm-hmm. long. And that's my yep. biggest pet peeve is eating pretzels. So what kind of yeah. vegetables, like, you know, how many how many servings of vegetables do you eat in, in a day, and what kind of vegetables do you eat? Hmm, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> well, think about, like, what have you eaten today or yesterday so far? Um, you know, I do eat like a lot of beans too. Like for, I made chili, I went to a chili cook-off and I'm the only one who made a vegetarian chili. So just thinking of like in my chili, you know, there was, uh, um, you know, tomatoes and, and celery and I'm trying to think what other, other vegetables I put in there. Um, on the spot, I don't even know on the spot. Uh, but definitely it was like a bean-based chili too. So, you know, there's, uh, my protein right there. Um, you know, I just want to say for people that uh, get gas from making from the beans and the chili, just mm-hmm. mash them. If you're making the chili, just mash the beans, and the gas oh. will be released from your beans, and then you won't get gassy. I mean, your chili there will you be go. bubbly. The chili will be really bubbly, but the bubbles uh-huh. eventually will subside. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, good. I mean, actually, I have no problem with that. Not that I have no problem. (laughs) I didn't have a huge problem with that. But that's good. Me and my husband will uh, take that advice. Um, We've been doing this, like, one of those home um, delivery um, uh, uh, dinner services things. So, like, you know, it's just very interesting, you know, the different variety of um, vegetables I have been trying, like turnips and, and, you know, beets and things that I normally wouldn't go to the store and buy. Um, So kind of a variety there. You know, my go-to things are just carrots and to think of like my my staples carrots and celery and and you know just having salads with lettuce and um and then within my salads I'll, I'll throw some like barley or farro in there to kind of make it a little bit more filling um and what kind, do you, what kind of protein in your salad? Well, first of all, actually, before I go to salad, I just want to say um, what really resonated with me is that you're eating beets. Beets are a superfood. All right, mm-hmm. that's awesome. You like turnips and yeah. carrots. Those are all starchy vegetables, which athletes mm-hmm. need. And anyone that's trying yeah, to build more, like, mass to their body, uh-huh. starchy vegetables all the way. Nice, nice. Right. I, now that I'm now that I'm uh, thinking about it, I was like, ha, like I'm like, do I actually eat vegetables? I'm trying to think. I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> I you know, um, I drink a lot of smoothies, so I make a lot of smoothies for myself. And you know, I know it's kind of crushing up the uh, the the vegetables. I don't know if that's any different than just eating them whole. Um, but it is a way that's nice and easy for me. I'll just put kale and you know, there's some fruit in there as well. But I'll always put kale or spinach or some kind of vegetable um, in my smoothies just to kind of get something in um, throughout the day. So that's a, a, a really that's a kind of a common way where I try to get as much as I can to me. You know what? You know what I like about doing the green juice. We'll get to smoothies after the break, but we're going to talk about green juice right now. The thing I like about green juice is um, I have a lot of patients who have very poor digestion. So mm-hmm. when you're putting everything in the blender, not juicing it, well, you know, which removes the fiber, but when yeah. you're throwing everything into your blender and blending it, it's sort of partially digested. So it's a, you know, it makes it easier to get to get through their digestive tract. Okay. So yeah. Taking any nutrition away or out of it. Like right. Would. Yeah. Um, so that's good to know. Okay. Good. All right. Now you said something else after you you told me about the beets and the turnips and the carrots. All right. But before you said the celery, you said something else that I wanted to highlight uh, for athletes. Well, I can't think of it right now, but we're going to have to go to. Well, MK has not given me the two minute warning. <laughs> warning. So she, I'm just going to. What? I have my two minutes. She's shaking. Yeah, you got to take a break. <laughs> Darn. All right, so stay on the line. When we come back, okay. we're going to talk about protein shakes, ergonomic aids, and ketones. So just think about what you think about those topics, and we'll be right back. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health 
and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. Rao also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings either at their brand new headquarters in Morganville, New Jersey, or at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. Learn more at ettwomen.com. That's ettwomenwomen.com. ETT Women. Together, we achieve more. ETT Women member Irina Stachinsky is a New Jersey licensed psychotherapist, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and the owner of Holistic Wellness Coaching of New Jersey, LLC. Her practice is dedicated to helping moms significantly reduce stress by transforming their children's health through nutrition, mindfulness, and healthy lifestyle changes. Holistic Wellness Coaching, LLC, provides personalized support and guidance through one-on-one coaching and hands-on experience for disease prevention and health promotion. Please visit HealthyKidsCoaching.com or contact 848-459-3407 for more information and to schedule a 60-minute consultation session. Making a difference by transforming wellness one child at a time. You just shelled out money for your new car. It's so shiny and drives so smooth. And then... All of a sudden, it's not looking too good. That's when you call ProLine. They're one of New Jersey's premier auto body shops. ProLine is where you go when you want the job done right the first time and on time. They'll get your vehicle to pre-accident condition using top-of-the-line equipment. ProLine has the team that's committed to precision service. With locations in Pinebrook and Elmwood Park, see what they can do for your vehicle. Call 973-337-CARS. 973-337-2277. Online at ProLineBody.com. Before you hit the slopes this season, be sure to check out the WMTR Ski Report. Find out what you can expect before you load up your skis or snowboard. Listen weekdays at 9.50 a.m., 1.20 p.m., and 6.20 p.m., and Saturday mornings to get the latest update for your outdoor fun. Brought to you by Pelican Ski and Snowboard Shops on Route 10 in Morris Plains, New Jersey's largest ski and snowboard shop. Pelican has a huge winter outerwear department where you can choose from the North Face, Burton, Spider, and more. The WMTR Ski Report from Pelican Ski and Snowboard Shops and Classic Oldies WMTR. Broadcasting live from the Hilltop Nissan Studios. Classic Oldies WMTR Morristown, a Beasley Media Group station. Welcome back to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rakos, and I am on the line tonight with Teresa Lip Gleason, who is a fitness instructor. She's a really interesting um, uh, platform in that all of her workouts take place outside so uh terry one more time um in case people are just joining us now um tell us how people can join your group so they can participate in your activities sure um well, uh, website address is um exercise outside the box.com so that will have a list of kind of all my classes that i have including the ones that i do actually have indoors um, here and there, and um, my my outdoor class as well. So exerciseoutsidethebox.com, um, or my email is exerciseoutsidethebox at gmail.com. Um, and there's really, you know, no formal uh, registration or setup, you know, coming to a class. I, I prefer people to kind of watch, um, you know, at least for one class, and then they can decide, you know, how often they want to take it. And we have classes on Saturday mornings and on Thursday evenings, and then I have special events that kind of go on throughout the year to kind of get more people uh, interested in being outside, not just, you know, in the, in the nicer months, but also in the colder months and, and maybe in, even in the hot summer times. Yeah, absolutely. A new year, a new you. So we should all mm-hmm. be thinking about some cool things that we're going to be doing to improve our health in the new year. So, and I just want to share this little anecdote. Uh, I dragged my son to one of your outdoor events. It was really great. It was a great <laughs> workout. Yes. And 
you know, random, just pairing, being paired up with random strangers, which is so good. <laughs> and how crazy, yeah. like a few months after that, I'm giving a presentation at Whole Foods and my partner came to my lecture and I'm like, I know you. <laughs> right. And, you know, I love that. I yeah. Love right. So you never know. You know, yeah. we're all like less than six degrees of separation. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So I promised the listeners that we would talk about smoothies, ergogenic aids and ketones. So since you mentioned the word smoothie, um, do you actually, do you, so when I say the word smoothie, I mean like a protein shake. So I reserve green juice for things with greens in them, like something thin with kale. So my green juice, by the way, is uh, anything green, anything, kale, spinach, yeah. romaine lettuce, anything, um, with like a little bit of lemon, fresh, like a half of a lemon, an apple or a pear, some cucumber slices, just because it makes it taste good. Some flaxseed, maybe two teaspoons of flaxseed. I throw in um, some cinnamon because it pairs nicely with the apple. And then um, uh, maybe some ginger for digestion. Oh, and while I'm like sharing what I do, I just got to remind everybody that if we have any um, athletes that are listening to the show right now or anybody that's thinking about venturing into the arena of sports nutrition you may call me or you may call terry so call this number 973-267-wmtr that's 973-267-9687 to ask either me or terry a question so tell me about your protein shakes if you drink any and what you like to put in them um so let's say I really don't put any protein um, in them. I really just kind of take my uh, Vitamix out, which we got for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I think it's the best thing ever because it just, like, really mixed them well. So I think just having a good um, blender really helps. And then literally I just look at my fridge and whatever's in there. You know, I don't want it to go bad, so I have some extra kale, like you said, or romaine lettuce or spinach. I always put something green in there. Um, it doesn't sometimes make the, the smoothie look the, the nicest color, um, but I know it's going to be good for me. So anything green. And strawberries, I, I do use a lot of frozen fruit just because it will last longer. Um, you know, if I buy some fresh fruit and it ends up going bad or, you know, I, I hate to waste things if I don't use them quick enough. So um, I'll definitely, you know, use my frozen frozen fruit. Um, but I really make them pretty simple. And then, like you said, maybe some flax seeds and chia seeds, something to add extra fiber in them. Um, I probably could do well looking at a recipe book because sometimes I'll just throw things in there and it's kind of trial and error. Oh, well, the flax and the chia are great because that, that bumps yeah. up the protein a little bit. Um, yeah. and, you know, I'm not, you know, avert, you know, if, if I find that my patients, which can run the gamut in age from, you know, two to 102. Mm -hmm. So I get some teenagers in there. I get a lot, a few sports enthusiasts in there. I'm not mm -hmm. averse to recommending a protein shake and then just talking about the different kinds of protein. So while we're on this topic, protein shakes can be made from, um, you know, they could be uh, plant-based. So usually okay. a plant-based shake is going to be made from soybeans or a chickpea powder, which is really hot right now. Pea protein also is super hot right now. Even rice protein is going to be hot right now. I like the soy, again, because it's a complete protein. Uh, there are a lot, you know, pros and cons of soy, which I keep promising mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about, and I think I kind of keep sidestep stepping controversy surrounding soy, but we'll get to that. And if you're really curious, feel free to call in, and I promise you I'll answer any question about soy. So your protein shake can be plant-based, which pairs nicely with the kale and the fruit, or it could be mm -hmm. based on whey, which is dairy. So for my patients that have issues with dairy, I might steer clear from whey, but whey is a protein that tends to be easy to digest. You just need to know that whey comes from cows, and whatever the cows are eating, you're eating that too. So you want to see a little sign that says organic, which usually means that it comes from a grass-fed cow. All right? So just remember that. All right? And then... Um, uh, oh, 
so uh what else what other protein shakes that i have usually it is you know whey or just anything that's plant-based so those two are the most common it could be soy but just be very careful um and you know if you're curious as the recommendation i do host a webinar called uh deconstructing protein shakes and protein bars oh mm-hmm. so while we're on that topic what about protein bars are you averse to including that in your diet you know what? Like, I think I was just, you have another question just with the shake. Like, I think I get very nervous with just, um, like, uh, just manufactured products or just processed products or just, you know, where I'm opening a package. So that's why I always just kind of just take whatever I have in my fridge and, and put it in there. And, um, because I think I'm just not educated enough. I don't know if I'm going to get the right brand or it says organic, but does that really mean organic? And I get kind of nervous when it's in a package, um, whether it's actually a protein shake or a protein powder or a bar or something. So, um, you know, I don't know if you have any recommendations of what just are some good brands. I mean, just because it's at Whole Foods, does that mean that it's good? And I just kind of get, like, very nervous about when it's when it's in a package, when I can easily just make it at home, I think, is kind of my, uh, my hang-up. Right, and I'm not averse to making protein bars, so I actually give instructions to almost all of my patients to make awesome. your own protein bars and your own little protein right. balls. And they Perfect. are really, really good. So uh, yeah. if anybody wants some instruction on that, go to the website, eaglerock.com, and just, you know, send right. me a message, message me, and I'll set, send you in some instructions on that. All right. So yeah, the, I have made those, I've made those balls before, but I didn't realize I probably could add some a little bit more, you know, substance to them. So that's, that's great. Good idea. Yeah. Um, uh, medjool date. There you go. Uh, put some flaxseed, chia seed in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They'll taste really good. With the dates, the dates make them taste really, really good. And then, of course, then right. there's the almond butter, right, to bump up the protein. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and while we're on nut butters, I'm just uh, going to call out, you know, sometimes I don't always uh, promote consumption of peanut butter. So peanuts... Mm-hmm. Um, make you know are you know have just naturally have aflatoxin and even though it's a a terrible sounding word you know some people are sensitive to aflatoxin most people are not so you know don't Mm -hmm. get too afraid of that word i wish they'd call it something else right but i i will pull back on peanut butter and sort of push the almond butter um i might i push the cashew butter on my athletes um you might not know that cashews have more carbs than all the other nut butters, so very high in carbohydrate content. So my weight loss patients might not want the cashew butter, but every you know my sports enthusiasts, mm-hmm. and that's a really good one to have. Great. So I like to ask you. So uh, there's something that I teach to in my class. It's called ergogenic aids or ergonomic aids. So these are things that give that you, that athletes eat or drink for energy so for example like coffee all right mm-hmm. so where do yep. you, you know, where do you stand on coffee uh it's one of those things where you know i drink it because i know what it does to me and how it makes me feel but i would never be like oh yeah everybody else you need to drink coffee drink this drink this you know i, I do understand where it probably wouldn't be the best um you know for everybody and there's ways you can get you know that that boost of energy without caffeine um, so I do drink my cup in the morning, but that's honestly about it. Um, I definitely used to drink it more throughout the day. I think, you know, maybe when I was in college or uh, I'm trying to think of other times in my life. But, uh, you know, I, I stick to the kind of one cup in the morning. Um, I feel like that's kind of one of my guilty pleasures of I have my, I'm not going to say it out loud, coffee made creamer. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> okay, no, my ears are burning. <laughs> I know, I know. Um yeah, it's, it's one of those things, and and that's why I love talking to you because you know in the exercise department I, I have things down pat. I understand you know what my body needs, and I and I do it. And then the, and the nutrition department is my brain knows, but it doesn't quite do everything that it knows it should do yet. Do, um, do you ever have so. these conversations with the people that come to take your your um I would uh, classes? Yeah. I don't know if I should call them classes or what do you call them? Your camps, your camps. Like yeah, my classes. Yeah. yeah. So do do, yeah. do people like do you ever you know people are really chatty? You know, honestly, people yeah. will t- tell you anything. So people really yeah, get yeah. chatty, and do they start telling you like what they had for breakfast that day or what they're going to have for dinner that day? Like, does any Anybody come in and say, hey, Terry, what do you think of this? Should I be taking this or not? 
Not too much. I mean, we really kind of just strictly kind of focus on our exercises and stuff. And, and actually, it's funny that you say that as like a personal trainer, when I go, went through my um, my training, it says you specifically cannot give nutrition advice. And that obviously doesn't mean that I can't just give nutrition advice that's obviously out there anyway. You know, I can't kind of, I can't kind of go deeper than kind of what is already, you know, kind of a, a known thing, how, you know, sugar's bad, this is good, that's bad, whatever. So, uh, you know, we don't talk too much about nutrition. That is true. Uh, you are absolutely correct. Um, I, yeah. I'm a, a, a group fitness trainer, too, and I should know better that it says specifically in that training that you should yeah. not be giving nutrition advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's obviously, you know, you should have uh, breakfast in the morning. I mean, that's kind of just a, a very blanket statement that you should have something to eat before you uh, exercise, you know, depending on how, how close it is or how early it is. Um, so, uh, but, but you're sparking kind of some conversations that I think I would really like to bring up to, uh, some of my clients. You know, I, I know one does get, uh, kind of lightheaded sometimes and, you know, we do talk about, you know, are you eating enough before you come to class to exercise? Right. Oh, if know, they're light, lightheaded, kind of it's probably because their electrolytes are off. <laughs> That's, so, yeah, so then, that's usually know, the case. And then, I can, and then I can recommend them to you if you can actually, you know, I'm going to examine what they are eating right. you know, before they come to class. Right. Well, uh, well, I do promote coffee, but you want to know, this is only my second day of my detox. I'm not even, even missing it. Um, I had like two cups of tea yeah. and that was fine. But I do want people to know that, you know, caffeine for athletes, you know, you don't, I don't want to see anybody drinking like five cups a day. And you can actually get yeah. DQ'd. You can get disqualified from a, an event if you're pulled out for a random blood test and they see excessive caffeine in your blood. Wow. So just be careful with the caffeine. All right. You'll yeah. even get be DQ'd for that. Right. But, uh, caffeine really does, uh, promote more alertness and more energy. Um, and just about anyone the only people that i pull the coffee away from is anyone who's not sleeping at night and anyone who has high blood pressure because it will raise your blood pressure but you know okay, so uh, yeah. up in the morning isn't, isn't too bad not at all or you know depending uh, on what i put in it <laughs> yeah like if you i'm a morning exerciser so i do like to have my cup of coffee before i go to work out i don't like to have anything solid in my stomach before i go to work out so let me just uh as, as a as a consumer, let me just describe Terry's uh, camps. Uh, she calls them boot camp, but they're really for just about anyone. They're they're pretty fun, you know. A little of this, a little of that, using your body weight or some fun little toys and tools, right? But they're not they're not mm-hmm. too early in the morning. What time do you usually start? Like ten a.m. Uh, nine a.m. on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, so if you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, it's okay to have that cup of coffee before you go to your boot camps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even maybe just a small breakfast, too. You know, by the time 9 o'clock rolls around, if you're an early you know, early riser, you should be okay. Yeah, but just a few carbs, maybe like, you know, a, a one slice of toast. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as an athlete myself, I don't know, you, I, you, you really kill it on the field, so you must be like me. Like, I cannot have any food in my stomach before yeah, a race. I, I prefer not to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo- you know, most people that typically take my classes, they might need to have a little something for me, a- empty stomach mm-hmm. all the way, a little cup of coffee. And I just want to say one more thing about the coffee. Like, all right, my recommendation, right, you know, we really need to learn how to reset our palates. You don't really need that sugar in your coffee. You really, really don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you could put, you know, a, and and also I, I'm not a big fan of anything artificial. So no mm-hmm. artificial creamers. If you have to go that route, you know, I'll, I'll even let you have, you know, the half, the half and half or even heavy cream. I just want people to understand that heavy cream is just mostly fat, right? So there mm-hmm. are fewer carbs in the heavy cream. But really, I, I'll train you so that you could just get away with some almond milk or coconut milk. That's really the mm-hmm. better way to go. And I'll even show you how to froth your own coconut milk so it, it gives the, you know, your cup of coffee a little something, a little something awesome. extra. But um, while we're on this topic of ergonomic aids, all right, uh, I don't really have a lot to say about this next one. I just want to know if uh, anyone mentioned this to you, creatine. Like I see this, you know, from time to time. Yeah, I remember um, in college, I remember the athletes would kind of, uh, whatever, how they were using it. And I remember it being a word, I remember in college where uh, the athletes would kind of use it sometimes. And um, you had to drink a lot of water. And, and, you know, I never got, I never kind of 
dabbled with it other than just hearing the word. Right. So good. Good for you because, you know, you can't see Terry, but she's uber, uber, uber fit. <laughs> I want you to come to the office. I could do a body composition on you. You probably have like 6% body fat and like, you know, uh, uber amount of muscle. Well, but, if, I, uh, if I cut off that creamer in the morning, then maybe I'll even go down. Uh, yeah, you know, for you, it's it's not. And, and you know, I'm more concerned about your the creamer with the liver. It's more, more of a burden on your liver to clear it from your body yeah. than anything else. But I, it's my understanding that athletes take creatine to increase muscle strength and muscle mass. But just so that, you know, my listeners know that your body makes all the creatine that you need. You know, maybe these like uber powerless lifters might need things. But, you know, I'm not in a position to instruct, uh, you know, anyone that's very serious about, you know, that kind of muscle development. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the side effects of creatine is a water retention. And you certainly don't mm-hmm. want that because that's going to be not only a burden on your liver, but also on your kidneys. So um kind of glad that you're not really familiar with creatine because it's really not something that yeah. you need. However, I do want to mention something that I am all over these days, and that is ketones. Okay. All right, so let me just explain this to you. All right, so your body uses carbohydrates to make energy, and it use fat, uses fats. Like I said earlier in the show, your body doesn't really use protein. All right, so carbs get broken down into glucose, and glucose is used for energy. Or, all right, when you're at rest, your body breaks down fats and makes ketones, and ketones are used to make energy. All right, but ketones are really efficient uh, molecules to make energy because they readily penetrate your brain. They go right to your brain. You instantly wake up and feel energized. All right, and um, it's funny because this uh, um, a a health network. Um, contacted me and invited me into their practice and it the, my first meeting with them was at three o'clock in the afternoon how do you feel at uh-huh. three o'clock in the afternoon that's my time where i, I i'm down three to five ish right yeah, that, maybe sometimes two yes exactly yeah, that so that's just yep. about when your blood sugar is starting to come down from breakfast and lunch right um i started drinking these ketones like this I'd start drinking them, I instantly Uh feel like a new person, all right? And so why is this so great? Because now you're not doing anything that's stimulating like caffeine. You're just taking what your body normally makes to -hmm. make energy. It goes right into your brain so that you feel like you've woken up, but you're just making ATP. You're just making energy just like your body normally makes it, but you're not relying on carbohydrates. So that added benefit for athletes who are trying to maintain their physique is that the ketones, because you're relying on ketones to make energy, you're not relying on carbs. And if you're not relying on carbs, you're not stimulating insulin. And if you're not using Mm -hmm. insulin, you're not storing fat. Mm -hmm. So I don't promote ketones per se for weight loss. Right. But it's just a better way to make energy, you know, if you're an athlete or if you're just someone who just wants to stop gaining weight. All right. Mm -hmm. Or if you're someone who just really wants to alter their muscle musculature because you're not going to add any fat to your body when you're using these ketones. So um, kind of, you know, I'm just sort of this is new territory for me. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, wondering if that's crossed your, you know, and your your email. (laughs) You know, I don't know what kind of distribution list you're on, but uh, Mm -hmm. just wondering, you know, maybe you might have seen it on some of these websites like Mind Body Green. Um, yeah, maybe in the last couple of minutes, if somebody has a question about ketones, they can call in. Uh, the call-in number again in this last couple of minutes is 973-267-WMTR, 973-267-9687. So any, any emails in your inbox on ketones? You know what? I really haven't. And, you know, I, I feel like I've heard the term before. I just never knew that it was something that, uh, you know, you can consume um, for this purpose. So that's actually really, I mean, I, I honestly do have that crash in the middle of the day. And, and it's more, and I feel like it's more than just like typical, like, you know, sometimes it's like debilitating. Like, I just can't get my stuff done. 
and you know I'll I'll move and I'll I'll use my exercising to kind of give myself a little bit of a boost. Um, but you know if it's something a little bit uh, easier, then that would be fantastic. You know, oh, that was a really great point you just said, and I bet nobody even like caught it. You said you just said that you use exercise to get I catch do. your second wind. I and, have to. And that and is so like, true. Yep. <laughs> just produce the energy inside me, I guess. Um, you know, but it's so hard. To, sometimes it's so tired that it's like, all right, I don't even want to, like, exercise to, to make myself feel better. Um, but uh, it does really help. You know, I'll have, like, a little routine of just, like, three minutes of squat, squat bending, stretching, just doing something high knees just to kind of get my heart rate up a little bit. And, you know, now it's cold. Sometimes it's cold in my house, and that makes me even more tired just being in my house and being cold. So just kind of warm my body up from the inside out. Well, you're not using that fireplace? <laughs> you no, know, we do use the fireplace a lot, actually. It's very, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, good. So that so I'll tell you why that works, all right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's about when your blood sugar is low. So the, mm-hmm. the sugar in your blood is low, but... When you're healthy, like if you're not diabetic, if you're a healthy person, a healthy person will uh, raise their blood sugar on their own. You know, I talked about those glycogen stores. That's where you're in your liver, uh-huh. where your body stores the glucose. Well, once yeah. you start exercising, like high knees, right? Uh-huh. All right, you will start, you know, spitting out glucose from your liver, which raises your blood sugar so that you have, you know, energy. You know, to do that mm-hmm. kind of work. Yeah. So, yeah, and no. when you're exercising like that, that's when you're really relying on glucose, which is why, right? Which is why athletes should eat carbohydrates before they exercise so that they have something yeah. in reserve, you know, to yeah. use. Like, there are, you know, bodybuilders that rely on fats. You know, that rely on, on like a high fat diet, like uh-huh. to make their own ketones. So instead of taking ketones, they just make a lot of ketones. But I don't really recommend that for everyone. So with uh-huh. that, uh, on that note, I just like to, uh, tell everyone that next week um, the show next week is going to be is a ketogenic diet right for you so a ketogenic diet is a very high fat diet very low carbohydrate diet we're talking like less than 10% carbohydrate 70 80% fat. How do you even mm-hmm. eat that much fat? So do you, like, uh... A lot of coffee made creamer. <laughs> uh, no, actually, actually, believe it or not, like heavy cream. You're actually literally drinking yeah. heavy cream and lots oh, of, not lots of coconut oil. But, but they yeah. do this. People do this. It's a teeny tiny amount of protein, a teeny tiny amount of carbs. So not eating a lot of, uh, fruits, right? You know, eating some vegetables. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. that next week. All right, so it, um, and I'm sure it's going to be a really interesting topic. So uh, to end the show, MK is giving me my two-minute warning. That two-minute warning comes so fast. Terry, I'd just like to thank you so much for calling in thank tonight. You for having me. For, have, you know, for hanging out with me for 45 minutes. That was very generous of you to give me that much mm-hmm. time. All right, and um, uh, just want to give a shout-out to uh, my Aunt Dorothy, who's recovering from a fall. And because we're talking about protein, you know, if you have anyone in your family who's recovering from any kind of an injury, I just want to end on emphasizing the importance of getting protein in your diet, you know, and I don't really care where the protein comes from, but sometimes, you know, a protein shake uh, could be just the thing they need. So if you need any help in that regard, go to the website, eaglerock.com, that's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com, uh, and give me a call and uh, or send me a message, message me from the website, and I can probably um, help you out. All right, so with that like me on facebook eagle rock nutrition and um follow me on twitter at eagle rock have a really good night everybody thanks so much terry take care all right have a good night
Take care. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocco's at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private. Health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings either at their brand new headquarters in Morganville, New Jersey, or at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. Learn more at ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. ETT Women. Together, we achieve more. ETT Women member Irina Stochinsky is a New Jersey licensed psychotherapist, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and the owner of Holistic Wellness Coaching of New Jersey, LLC. Her practice is dedicated to helping moms significantly reduce stress by transforming their children's health through nutrition, mindfulness, and healthy lifestyle changes. Holistic Wellness Coaching, LLC, provides personalized support and guidance through one-on-one coaching and hands-on experience for disease prevention, and health promotion. Please visit HealthyKidsCoaching.com or contact 848-459-3407 for more information and to schedule a 60-minute consultation session. Making a difference by transforming wellness one child at a time. We at WMTR came up with the easiest contest ever. It's called Look for Your Name. How do I enter? First, join the WMTR Cool Club at WMTRAM.com. Then check the Look for Your Name section of the website every week. If you see it, contact the WMTR Cool Kids for your prize. Like what? Could be anything from our overstuffed prize vault, show tickets, CDs, and other WMTR goodies. Wow, I can't wait to sign up. Do it now. Join the Cool Club at WMTRAM.com. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The preceding sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision.